Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on this Thursday, June 29th, 2023. We've got a lot to discuss here on the program today as Locked On Blue Devils is your one-stop shop for all things Duke Athletics, talking a lot about basketball news and notes out there right now. We'll have our friend Kevin Connolly back from Ball Durham to go over a number of different topics. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast for free on whatever pl- podcast platform that you so choose. Also, make sure that you take the time to hit that subscribe button on YouTube to watch the show daily as your support here of the program means the absolute world to us. So, without further ado, let me bring on my good pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham. And Kevin, here we are. The week is coming to a close, and we keep having a few more news and notes coming out about the Stukeman's basketball team. I hope you're doing well, my friend. I'm good. How about you? I can't complain. Thank you for asking. So let's just dive right into it, man. I want to talk about some candidates potentially to replace Emil Jefferson. Just a little fun. We'll throw some names out there that we would love to see uh, take this job. But before we do that, we do have a couple of headlines to talk about with Duke basketball within the last 24 hours. We have learned that uh, first and foremost, talking about that coaching staff, an associate head coach has joined the mix as we've seen a promotion now, Jay Lucas getting an elevation in his role. Tell me a little bit about this decision from John Shire, Kevin. Yeah, well, you look at it under Mike Krzyzewski's staff, he typically had two associate head coaches. Um, John Shire just rolled with one in his first year, and Chris Carrawell, and now he elevates Lucas, who it's pretty interesting. He was really that outside hire, no really affiliation to Duke whatsoever, aside being around Durham and growing up around Durham a little bit, but um, didn't play for Duke, didn't coach with Coach K, none of that stuff. So he was the outside hire coming in from Kentucky, um, built up as one of the best recruiters in the country. And you figured with John Shire and Lucas on the same staff, Duke was going to be a, a recruiting machine. And well, they really have been, they haven't dr- uh, lost anything since uh, John Shire's taken over, but just after one year, pretty um, unprecedented for Duke. He gets elevated from an assistant coach to an associate head coach in just about 12 months on the job. So um, certainly big news for Duke. He gets uh, an elevated job title and, I mean, he's probably going to be a name you hear pop up in a lot of head coaching searches, um, whether it be next year or at least in a couple of years down the line. Really young, motivated, good coach um, that's probably going to have his crack at a mid-major sooner rather than later. Truthfully, I was a little surprised uh, that that Jay Lucas didn't leave. I, I don't know. I just had this weird feeling that he was so good that after this past season concluded, Kevin, that surely someone's going to take a shot at hiring him. Uh, to lead their program. So very excited that he's back for another year. The promotion is so well-deserved. John Shire credits his defensive coaching ability, calls him the defensive coordinator of the staff. Connor O'Neill from uh, Duke.Rivals.com has had a really good story kind of breaking that down in recent weeks about leading that defense. And, And look, defense is so important, and it's really impressive that Duke has a guy that they can always point to to run the defense, and that's going to be Lucas going into another season. Yeah, and it's pretty interesting. You know, um, earlier this week we talked about how the the team had put out um, the heights and the weights and the numbers for, for the roster. Uh, the coaching tab has also been updated with Noah Emil Jefferson's name on it and now Lucas as an associate head coach. So 
Um, there's still that vacant spot left for now the lone assistant coaching job on this Duke staff. Which we'll be able to get into in just a moment. Super excited to kind of talk about some options and some candidates there. Again, a quote from Coach Shire on this. Jay is one of has been an amazing addition to our coaching staff. I'm so proud of what he has done in taking our defense to another level this past season, and he's great on the floor with player development. He's incredible with relationships. You can ask any of our players when they're around him. They feel better. That's the mark of a good coach. I'm very lucky to have him on our staff and excited to name him associate head coach. All right, another headline within the last 24 hours. We now know the matchups in the SEC-ACC Challenge. Um, in the SEC, excuse me, SEC Challenge. First time that we're going to see this. And Duke has a road contest coming up. They're going to travel to Fayetteville to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Everyone thought we were set up for a Duke and Kentucky matchup. And here we are, Kevin. It's still an impressive matchup. Duke set to take on Arkansas. You're going to get me going here, JJ. Listen, this is no slight, no disrespect at all towards Arkansas. Eric Musselman has built a really good program down there. You look at the last two years, they go to the Elite Eight, lose to Duke last year. Um, they lost, I believe, the Sweet 16 um, in the NCAA tournament. I mean, this is a really good program. They they recruit really well. They're incredible at landing transfers, and you know it's going to be an absolutely raucous atmosphere in the Bud Walton Arena um, when Duke comes to town. Probably one of their biggest games in that arena in school history, you'd have to imagine. That being said, it's unfathomable that Duke is not playing Kentucky. I, I, I can't wrap my head around it. You know that one school or the other is not saying, no, we don't want that game because they play every couple of years anyway in the Champions Classic. And you know if Duke goes to Rupp or if Kentucky comes to Cameron the next year, there's going to be a return game. It's basically a home-and-home home series, but not labeled as a home-and-home home series. Um, I, I don't know who specifically sets the matchups. I think a lot of it is ESPN with some input from the conferences and the schools, um, but they butchered this one big time because now you look at it and Duke can't even play Kentucky next year in this challenge because they play next year in the Champions Classic. So you won't be looking at a Duke-Kentucky game either in Cameron or in Rupp till at least 2025. Yeah, and we get these matchups frequently, like you said, with the uh, Champions Classic in place. I think for so many people, it's just the thought, the idea of getting to see these at a home venue, mm -hmm. uh, which that's a good point I hadn't even thought about. We're going to have to wait some time because Kentucky is due up for the Blue Devils next season in that Champions Classic, and you're not going to play them twice in one season, right? We're just not going to see that happen. So, uh, But focusing on Arkansas, I mean, this is a team that Duke played – in the postseason on their run to the Final Four in 2022. Uh, it's a 30-year anniversary of Duke taking on Arkansas, led by Coach Nolan Richardson. Uh, and they played in the national championship game. Unfortunately, Duke lost that one. So there's some history between these two programs, and Arkansas is going to be a good team this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ar Arkansas is going to be a top-20 team. Um, like I said, what the, the team Duke draws, there's no – um, ill effects or like there's no bad blood there like Arkansas is going to be a good team they might even be a better team than Kentucky it's just like that blue blood matchup Duke Kentucky in one of those iconic venues of college basketball that's not going to happen but yeah you said it. I mean Arkansas is going to be really good and and the thing is that these two teams have only played four games in program history um, each team winning two but it feels like those games are always big games talk about the elite eight last year you talk about that national championship game um, when these two teams meet, the stakes are typically pretty high, and um, obviously they're not going to be as high in a regular season game at the end of November um, this season, but certainly 
um, 9.15 primetime on ESPN. Um, a lot of eyeballs are going to be on that game for – to think about it, Duke could be the number one team in the country if things bode their, well, bode their way um, in the first couple of weeks of the season. John Shire will be in Fayetteville, as will Jay Lucas, Chris Carwell. But who's going to be the other coach on the staff that is a part of Duke basketball going into this upcoming season? We're going to throw out some names that we would like to see on that Duke bench when we come back here on Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. This is one of my absolute favorite sponsors that we've got here on the network. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Bet Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you could spend betting everything from the money line to over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run in a game and so much more. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. No better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel as an official partner of Major League Baseball. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham. Give me a plug for BallDurham.com. What can we find there for uh, from you guys these, this time of year? Well, we got a lot of recruiting news. Um, any news and notes scheduling-wise that trickles out, well, we're on top of that as well. A um, lot of stuff. We talked earlier in the week about the NBA draft. Summer League starts first week of July, so we'll be all over that as well. And then um, saw a couple of social media videos yesterday from the football team. It's almost football season. Training camp starts in just a couple of weeks. And um, after what Duke did last year on the gridiron, they're expecting to take another step forward this year. So we'll have our football coverage ramping up in just a little bit as well. Yeah, look, we're talking about uh, videos and, and that's out there. We have also seen our first summer clips of Duke basketball in action on the floor, notably missing Kyle Filipowski and Jeremy Roach who are coming back from some procedures, uh, will be good to go by the start of the year. But to, I don't know about you, Kevin. It's just a great feeling to see some freshmen donning Duke gear for the first time out there on the practice floor. Yeah, it, it really was a short video, but um, you were able to make all the inferences you needed to make. You mentioned Jeremy Roach and Kyle Filipowski weren't there. Filipowski, the double arthroscopic hip surgery, uh, and then Jeremy Roach cleaning up that toe issue that he had throughout the year. One thing that people really didn't mention, Christian Reeves, he also had – um, off-season ankle surgery and you saw a quick video of him dunking so seems like he's back out on the floor not sure if he's at um, 100 or going full on those drills but certainly good to see um, a big man who had ankle surgery um, dunking in june so uh, certainly something to keep your eye yeah. on as we move forward here in the summer go find it on twitter and instagram at duke mbb because my guy Jaden shoot leads off the video with a one-handed dunk <laughs> which uh absolutely a big fan of all right so kevin let's do this five candidates to be the new assistant coach for Duke basketball. Again, uh, we're not. Uh, some of this will be sourced with kind of what we're hearing, but also feel free to kind of throw out suggestions and that sort of thing with who you would like to see. Uh, don't necessarily have to go in any particular order uh, if you don't want to. So we'll just kind of go back and for, forth. Who's your number one? Give me a give me a candidate that you'd like to see on the bench. Well, I'll go with number one, and this is the sourced one where the lot of chatter is about, and that's William Avery. Uh, it, it seems like ever since. 
even before the announcement was made, Emil Jefferson was going to the Boston Celtics, that there's a lot of chatter about William Avery joining the staff. Um, so that's the first name I'll put out there. William Avery, really good Duke career. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, that'll be my first name that I throw out there, William Avery joining the staff as an assistant coach. Yeah, Avery was on mine as well because, as you said, there has been some chatter out there. We saw him at K Academy. Uh, we see him pretty active on social media these days talking Duke hoops. Uh, we talked about him earlier in the week on this very podcast, kind of reminding people of the career he had losing to UConn his sophomore season in the national championship game before going on to the NBA. So I've got William Avery as well. I'll throw out my next name then uh, and go back to you for your number two. I said Steve Wojciechowski, Kevin, and I know that Wojo just got a new job, right, with the uh, G League there for the Utah Jazz as their head coach after some years as the Marquette head coach. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think it's any you, – you don't have to commit to that job, right? If there's a spot open on the bench, we saw this past weekend he was in the team room delivering a message to the team. He's still very much dialed in, a really excellent assistant coach who was with Coach K for a number of different seasons. So I would love if there was a world in which Wojo came back to join the Duke staff. Yeah, that's a good one, one I thought of as well. Um, I just it's interesting you see it a lot in football right when a head coach gets fired he has to go back and pay his dues for a couple of years as as an assistant as a coordinator um, you don't typically see that in basketball it's kind of like a, the, the ultimate demotion it feels like if you go from a college head coach and then go back as a college assistant but um, good for Wojo lining up as a G League coach um, no he's also done some work with USA Basketball um, so uh, best of luck to him in the G League with the Utah Jazz give me your number two you know, a, a lot of people clamor for it, so I got to throw it out there to try and please the people, and that's Quinn Cook. Um, I mean, national champion at Duke. Um, a, a ton of people love him. Um, he's really active. Um, his professional career has now kind of um, come to a stop, not really in the NBA any much anymore or the G League. Um, so Quinn Cook, I mean, who wouldn't want Quinn Cook around uh, the Duke program more often? I have Quinn Cook on my list as well. I think the guy would be an amazing recruiter. Uh, I think you think about his close relationship with Nolan Smith, uh, Smith leaving the program to go be um, a coach at Louisville. So there's still an opening there for Duke. I know that John Shire and Quinn Cook have a really good relationship, and I just think relationship piece alone, Shire praised the way Jay Lucas is able to relate to players in the message of him being promoted to associate head coach. I promise you that would be a takeaway we had if Quinn Cook was given one of those opportunities. So, yeah, he actually was one of my candidates as well, Kevin. He was one of my five that I had listed was Quinn Cook. Yeah, like, and what we said a little bit earlier is you want players or you want coaches to be on your staff that have been in the big moments, that have been in the pressure situations, that have played in the big games. And who better than that than Quinn Cook? All right, so let's uh, let's keep it moving then. I've thrown out there William Avery, Quinn Cook, and Wojo. You've had Avery and Quinn Cook, so give me your third, Kevin. I'm going to go J.J. Redick. Now, I know he's gotten offers to be assistant coaches at the NBA. I don't think he would ever come down and be an assistant coach in college and have to go out recruiting and so on and so forth, but just his basketball knowledge, that new age of – thinking about how to play basketball and the positionless basketball. And and you listen to him as an analyst on ESPN, and typically he talks NBA, not really that much into college, but he's still plugged into Duke. 
you see videos and hear stuff from his, from his podcast and he's still hyping up Duke. And when players come on um, specifically right now around the draft and it's always like, why didn't you go to Duke <laughs> stuff, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I think JJ Redick um, would be a really positive um, assistant coach um, at any level specifically for Duke, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I, I wish people could understand that you and I did not, share lists before we started recording at all. But J.J. Redick was absolutely one of the names that I had out there. And look, it's not fun to throw the disclaimer out that this isn't going to happen. We both yeah. know this is – that's not fun. Let's have some fun. It would be amazing if J.J. Redick, the all-time leading scorer for the Brotherhood, came back and had a seat as an assistant coach for this program. Like, sign me up for that. That would be awesome. And to your point, on his podcasts – he openly is speaking about the fact that, yeah, one day he would love to get into the coaching industry. So why not come back and help out your alma mater in that regard? I think it would be epic if J.J. Redick were to come back and be an assistant coach for Duke. Yeah, and especially if he still had all these platforms that he um, regularly talked on, well, specifically his podcast. I mean, if he was an assistant coach for Duke, he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't really be uh, on ESPN anymore, but he would, he would, you would hope he was still running his podcast and it's always a great listen and a great watch. Um, yeah. That would be a lot of fun if he came back to his old stomping grounds for a couple of years. Locked on blue devils here today. JJ Jackson, alongside my pal, Kevin Connolly, the site expert for ball Durham, five candidates to take the uh, coaching spot that was left vacant by Emil Jefferson for Duke men's basketball, uh, our five candidates, the fun five candidates that we want to send out there as well. I've had four revealed so far between Steve Wojciechowski, William Avery, J.J. Redick, and Quentin Cook. Uh, you've had three of those four names, Kevin, so give me a fourth name. You know, this one's interesting. It's yeah, I don't know if it'd be more of an assistant coaching role or like that quote-unquote executive role. Go Grant Hill. I think Grant Hill. I think Grant Hill could make a really good assistant coach. Um, obviously, had a really illustrious career at Duke and in the NBA. Now does some media work. Um, he's also an executive, and I think I think he's like a co-owner of the Hawks too, or, or a big-time executive yeah. with the organization. Um, but again, been a big-time player, been in the big moments, has won national championships at Duke, um, and I feel like he could also relate to the players um, pretty well. So I would say Grant Hill. I did not have Grant Hill on my list. We've done it. We, we made it to where we did not have the exact same list that we were throwing out there. But I do think that would be awesome if Grant Hill, another guy who's got his jersey up in the rafters inside Cameron Indoor Stadium, was there. So, uh, yeah, that's epic. All right, my number five that I had on the list there uh, would be another reunion. We mentioned the possibility of Steve Wojo, but how about – or Wojciechowski, excuse me. What about Nate James? who spent the past few seasons as the Austin P head coach, uh, was relieved of those duties. Unfortunately, uh, it was tough to win at Austin P. And so Nate James is looking for that next opportunity. He spent so long on the Duke staff before he ever got his opportunity to be a head coach. I think it'd be great for him to come back because he did such a great job uh, recruiting and helping Duke uh, with the player development side of things. So um, I'd put Nate James out there as a possibility to come back and join the bench. Yeah, that's a that's a great um, that's a great name. Um, you, you wonder if he would want to do that. Like we just talked about, head coach is not really loving to go back and be. Yeah, if there's some pride involved in in doing things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Um, certainly that'd be a name I, I'd circle too if he was on my list. All right, so who's your number five? Last name that you got. I'm going back to that 2010 squad. I'm going Kyle Singler. Okay, all right. I'm going, I'm going Kyle Singler. I mean, kind of like if Kyle Singler played today, like that positionless, he could play as a guard, he can play as a forward, he could play as a small ball five, um, and a, real, a really good player, savvy player, um, didn't really do anything flashy, but knew how to win, came up with the big shots at the right time. And I think he would be good as trying to develop those players now who are built like Kyle Singler and can play multiple positions where as back in 2010, Singler was primarily just like that three, four stretch four. Um, so I think he would be good at trying to teach the players how to play multiple positions out on the floor, being available and being ready um, to really do anything to help your team win. Yeah, you want to talk about being the ultimate teammate and, and teaching players how to be a great teammate. How, what a move that would be for John Shire to bring back one of his teammates from a national championship winning team and Kyle Singler to join the staff there. That would be absolutely awesome. Uh, I'll throw out an honorable mention there as well, and feel free to do the same, Kevin. Uh, we talked about nothing really being sourced. There is a possibility out there that Mike Schrage, who spent this past season – as a special assistant to the coach, had previously been the Elon head coach, has previously been a director of operations for Mike Krzyzewski at Duke. That's kind of an easy promotion to make on your bench there to give him some recruiting responsibilities and to help on the floor. So honorable mention there for Mike Schrage, if there were any other names that you kind of wanted to throw out as potential candidates to join the Duke coaching staff. No, that was going to be the last one I put out there, and I think you covered everything. Just that you're on staff for one year already. The, the promotion seems easy to be an assistant coach. Um, no, I would go with Shragi as well. He's qualified. It's not like a handout either. This is a qualified uh, option there to uh, to join the staff, but I think we'd be more intrigued by the possibility of, like, J.J. Redick. That'd be pretty darn cool if, uh, if he were to come and join the staff. So, all right, that's fun. It's fun to have these type of conversations. If you're watching us on YouTube, in the comment section down below, Tell us what you think, who are five candidates that you would like to see join the Duke coaching staff. Kevin, as always, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here on the program with us. Thanks for doing this, and we'll have to talk again next week, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, JJ. All right, that's Kevin Connolly, my buddy, the site expert for Ball Durham. Go check out their work at balldurham.com. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.